This is the Horse Radio Network. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be Christmas, everyone. I am Glenn the Geek, founder of the Horse Radio Network and host of the Stable Scoop Driving and Horses in the Morning shows. And you are listening to the <laughs> annual All Hosts Holiday episode. It has become a tradition here at the Horse Radio Network for all the hosts of all the different shows to get together Christmas week for some fun, laughter, memories, and stories. So let's meet all the hosts of the Horse Radio Network in order here from number one original, Helena B. of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. This is four years, Helena. Four long, torturous years. <laughs> With me. <laughs> With you. It's wonderful. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm so happy that we made it to four years. And we have so many new friends, hosts at the Horse Radio Network. I'm pretty stoked. Yes, and we're going to meet them in just a moment. But first, we have to go to Alan Moorhead of the Western Radio Show. Hello, Alan. Now, if Helena was number one, does that make me number two? I guess yep. on this list, it makes you number two. I- uh, shoot, that's it. I'm I'm number two. That's mm. <laughs> your wife has said that for years. Yeah, I, so. I feel like a turd now. <laughs> Tammy Serrant of the Western Radio Show. Howdy, Tammy. Hi, Glenn. How are you down there in Texas? I'm good. Good. I'll be waiting on snow a lot longer than y'all. That's for sure. <laughs> Celebrate my Christmas. That is true. Yeah, but y'all had snow last year. That was last year, Alan. There's someone that's going to be waiting on snow longer than all of us, and that's Jamie Jennings of the Horses in the Morning Show out in Phoenix, Arizona. Hello, Jamie. Oh, my God. It's so cold. It is like 70 right now. I'm freezing. (laughs) No wonder you're you're pregnant. I know, right? (laughs) Right. I, you know what? I'll tell you. Happy holidays, everybody. The worst part is that la- the last two years, by the way, this is going on one of my most consistent radio jobs ever. So <laughs> two years. Woo-woo! Um, I've only been in radio for 12, so that's good odds right there. Um, but yeah, this is the worst part is that, you know, usually when we do this episode for the past couple years, at least Helena and I are drinking and now I can't drink. And for those that don't know, that's because Jamie announced a couple of weeks ago that she is pregnant with her first child. Gonna first and it. only. Don't say first. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. How do, you, how do you know it's going to be your only? That's right. Listen, I have controlled my ovulation for this many years. I can control it right after this, too. <laughs> no, then we have... You might- Returning you might end up with twins or triplets. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. nope. Returning to the All Hosts episode after a brief hiatus, back on the eventing radio show, Samantha Clark. Hello. <laughs> Happy, 
<laughs> Happy Christmas. <laughs> it's good to have you back, Samantha. Samantha was the host of the 2010 The WEG show that we did for a couple of years and then uh, was off for a while and back to the eventing radio show. It's good to hear you back with your, with your lovely English accent, Samantha. <laughs> But don't say anything about the Australian accent, Glenn. It's good. We're all good. (laughs) And then joining us right now, right across the table from me, is my lovely wife and host of the Horse Tip Daily Show, producer of the Horses in the Morning Show, Coach Jennifer. Hi-ho, and I'm glad to see, Glenn, that we're 10 minutes into the show, less than 10 minutes, and you've lost control already. And I've lost control already, already. yes. (laughs) And you want to see losing control after I introduce the next guest, we're done. Well, well, that's why you saved that person to last. Yeah, (laughs) we got a couple more to go yet. Dr. Wendy Ying of the Driving Radio Show. Hey, Wendy. Hi, Glenn. Are you saying I'm out of control already? It hasn't even started yet. Well, if there's anybody that has worse ADD than me, and there's not too many, it's Wendy. (laughs) So that's (laughs) That's and, why the and, firing radio show is so fun. And, and Wendy's down in Sarasota, Florida. So we've got Texas, North Carolina, Rhode Island, Florida, Florida, Florida. And we're about to have Canada. Kentucky. Hey, Ken- actually, you know what? You've already got Kentucky. Excuse yep. me. Oh, yes. Uh, right. well, she's in England, Glenn. Don't you know? Right. Yeah, we're making believe. <laughs> who's we, in North Carolina? We have Reese Coffler stanfield of the Dressage Radio Show, another rookie. I know. Hi, everybody. Happy holidays. I'm excited to be here. She is from Lexington, Kentucky, not too far from us. And usually uh, when we lived in Kentucky, we'd get together about this time of year and do some fun Christmas stuff. Sorry, Reese. Oh, I thanks. Know. Sorry, Reese. What you never asked me to do any fun Christmas stuff. Sorry, Samantha, you should say. <laughs> We're gonna have to go. Glenn made me ride a camel last year. There is photographic evidence of this. I rode a camel last year at the horse park. It was it was great. It was that was fun. a dressage rider on a camel, Alan. Yep. That's what that was. Uh, Did she jump anything? No. She's no. a dressage rider. Not, not, not that day. Not that day. Working on it, was, Alan. Working on it. Okay. And from Thanks. the Arctic North, up in the great white country of Canada, we have Philip Parks. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's nice to be meeting everybody on the on the Horse Radio Network. Quit being so freaking articulate, Philip. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just how we talk up here. I mean, yeah. remember, they're always that's nice. They're always nice and That's Canada. how it is He's on the Dressage Radio Show. He's only partway into his first drink. Just give him like 10 minutes. <laughs> or 10 more drinks. <laughs> or 10 more. Now, we'll I have our own spinoff guys, shows. I don't know how it is on all the shows, but I, I produce the Dressage Radio Show on Thursday evenings, and uh, these two do drink every Dressage Radio Radio show. Uh, that's a little. Yes, it's not even a hidden secret. They announce it at the beginning of every show what they're drinking. So. <laughs> I, I, th- I think we should take advantage of that and get, you know, Jack Daniels, Four Roses. We they need to shell up some money for that show. Yeah, we need to. Good idea. That's a great idea. And I think they'll booze. send us some free samples exactly. first, though, so we can, <laughs> you know, get some sponsor shots. Ladies, I am on a show with two gentlemen. It's a dressage show. Most of the time I work with ladies, but no, no. Thursday nights, I'm with the boys. And, and we it's don't a cut her any club. slack either, do we, Philip? No. No. So, yeah. no, they don't. Yeah, yeah, but the ladies still outnumber the guys on the Horse Radio Network. <laughs> that is true. As it should be. Yeah. yeah. We, just, we just show up and shut up. <laughs> Show. I haven't learned Alan, that yet. That's not what happened. Yeah, that's not what happened. <laughs> no way. It's the boys. It's not good. It's too much fun to get well, together. Let's, let's do some statistics to get us started. Uh, some new numbers from this year. We're in our fifth year now of the Horse Radio Network. Started uh, with the Stable Scoop show in August of 2008. 
So we've been around quite a while. We've done over 2,600 episodes of the various shows over that period of time. Approximately, th- I, 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 I didn't sit down and count this, guys, so this is a guess. But I think we're right around 3,000 guests on this show. I think that's probably everybody that we that, that's in the horse world uh, that we could possibly get as guests. Uh, over 100,000 listeners in 42 countries and over 2.5 million downloads of all the shows over that period of time. Wow. Yeah, so there's there's some there's some big numbers there. It's starting to add up since uh, since Helene and I had our own little all host show the first year. That's with just the number of people listeners. in the horse world we can get along with. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones we like. For the next four years, it's going to be ones we don't like. So. <laughs> I, we normally start with questions, and I'm going to do that again today. I have a series of questions that we're going to ask the host, and we'll, we'll try and go around the table as best we can. We have a lot more than we used to. But uh, one of the ones that we never get to, because we all get talking and the show gets out of control, is does your Christmas day, and I've had this one on the list every year, but we never get to it, does Christmas day for you include horses, or is it a horse-free day? So is it, is it a horsey holiday for you, or is it a break from the horses? Let's start with uh, Helena. Uh, always a horsey day because Christmas Day is sort of the down, like Christmas morning, you eat, you open presents, you do that stuff. And then the rest of the day, I'm out in the barnyard in my pajamas, feeding the horses their treats and, you know, getting on and going for a nice, long, quiet hack. It's very much a mental spa horsey is day. Is there a video of that on YouTube? <laughs> I, can, I can get one up there for you. That's yeah. what we want to see. Helena in her pajamas in the barnyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I've a regular it. thing here. It's it's a it's a sight to behold. <laughs> well, now that Brody's here, he doesn't care what I wear. <laughs> hey, hop on, let's go. Where hey, are we going? Post of, office. Tell Alan <laughs> yeah. about your new horse. He would be impressed. Who would be impressed? Alan would be impressed. You got yourself a western looking horse. I did. He's a western looking horse. I don't know. He's kind of dressagey too. He could be like Spanish. Oh, he's a ranch pony. He's a ranch pony. Oh, fine. <laughs> and he, then he could be Spanglish. He's Spanglish. He's very, but he has that like crusty kind of neck and he, he partially parks out when he stands around, you know, he's got that one leg that he can, he kicks back and he looks very GQ. He's a dapper kind of guy. Maybe he's part Tennessee Walker. <laughs> rack on, boys, rack on. <laughs> Get a spot on the rail, grab a deep seat, take a handful of mane, and rack on, boys. <laughs> God, you've said that before. You've never announced one of those shows, have you, Alan? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Alan, uh, do you do you ride on, on Christmas Day, or is that your day off? Horses? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh, goodness. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a Western show. <laughs> okay. We uh, and it's one of those kind of things. Just like Helena says, you get up, you eat breakfast, and uh, you swap all your gifts and things like that. And uh, and the horses appreciate it being a horsey day because they still have to be fed and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we 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 uh, we still do with the horses on on Christmas Day. Do they get a special meal? Do you break ma- brand mash for them that day? Oh. Every meal for my horses is special. <laughs> I knew that was going to be an answer. You're asking the wrong guy of them this show. <laughs> we've, we've got one of those feeding schedules that avoids colic. It's not very, it's just, it might be 8 o'clock one evening, it might be 7 o'clock one evening. It's always kind of close, but it keeps that gut guessing and wondering when it's going to be there. So it works. You don't like I've to have never had a problem a with colic. <laughs> well, Tammy, yeah. now you're back to riding a little bit since your accident, aren't you? Oh, I don't even 
Go there, Alan. Trust me, I'm going to be, if I can ride it and it's not cold, uh, I'm going to be riding Christmas Day because uh, I I had some bad news today. I'll be out of the saddle again next year. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, so when Christmas comes, I'm going to ride every bit I can before disaster hits again. (laughs) You're not riding that little mini pony you bought, I hope. You know what? I'm excited. I have a I have this little sulky that I bought, and you know, you think when you order it that it would come pretty much put together, but it's it's definitely come from IKEA? like this really bad, yeah, furniture piece you got without instructions. So um, anyway, hopefully, I have my little cart put together for my miniature and go jingle belling around well, Christmas you know, Day. <laughs> Wendy's going to be coming to Texas in the next week or two. Maybe she could help you get that together. Yeah, yeah, don't tell her what my miniature pony did the first time out. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Glenn. What did your tell miniature you? pony do the first time out? Yeah. Did I not tell you, Glenn? No. Oh, yeah, everyone's like, get a miniature horse. You know, you're, you can't afford to get hurt. You've got a head injury. Get a miniature horse. Yeah, this miniature horse ran off with me through the cornfield with the cart on. We were all doing really well going down the road until we turn into the cornfield. And then the little cornstalk things kind of got into the spokes of the wheels. And, you know, when you're little and you put that into your tires to make that sound. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so good for a little pony. <laughs> don't listen to those people. The littler the pony, the more difficult it is to drive. That's why I don't drive ponies. Oh, my God. I even thought about bailing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that day he stayed at the trainers. I brought an empty but, trailer home. <laughs> but in all that, in safety, you did have your helmet on. Well, actually, I didn't expect that to happen, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I need an airbag as well now. My cut. <laughs> Jamie, are you uh, doing horse? Wait, see, now Jamie's being bad too because her doctors told her, okay, you're preggy now. You have to stop riding. And ask Jamie if she stopped riding. You stopped riding. Well, if you were to ask me, I would say absolutely I stopped riding. I would never go against doctor's wishes. But then to tell you that I did a three and a half foot jump school yesterday on jet and the day before I took my off the track thoroughbred through his first jump course ever, I would I would be lying if I told you that I quit. So um yeah, I, I'm not behaving and as far as Christmas Day goes, I you know, I'm kind of having one of those years where I am boycotting traveling to go see my family or my husband's family. So we are staying home and we will probably make a point of going for a ride together on Christmas day. I can think of nothing better. There you go. I figured you would, if you were staying home, you ride. I know that. (laughs) With my helmet. (laughs) That a girl. Samantha, did I hear on one of the shows that you're starting a fox hunt again? No, my daughter is fox hunting. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. And she is loving it. And I did go riding the other day, but we'll be in England and I probably won't ride, although there'll be lots of horsey things going on around Christmas. But Christmas Day, I won't be riding. So what's uh, Christmas Day like for you in England with the, with the family? Is it, is, is it like Lots it of is drinking. Here? Lots <laughs> of drinking? <laughs> no, it is like it is here. <laughs> and that's different from tonight, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of drinking and then um, lots of racing, lots of jump racing on the TV. Um, lots of, we might go to the Boxing Day meet. The day after Christmas is a big fox hunting day. Um, so we'll just go and watch probably and then come back and drink more and watch racing on the TV and um, it'll be fun. Tell us about Boxing Day, something we don't do over here too much. 
Um, oh it's just gosh, the hangover just... from Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we have that in Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a Canadian thing too. <laughs> so if you have an English accent or a Canadian accent, you do Boxing Day. Or I Australian. So. Or Australian. Yeah. If you're anybody but American, apparently, you, you do Boxing Day. <laughs> it's a Commonwealth thing. Okay, gotcha. If you have a Prime Minister, then you do Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> here, here. Well done. <laughs> well, I guess we're about to be where we can do that in America then. <laughs> 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 Wendy, are you driving uh, your ponies on that day? Um, I'm either driving or we're going to go for a bareback trail ride around the neighborhood. But um, either way, it's going to involve mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> is 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 the man coming along or is is? Oh yeah, he's coming along. So I want video of your man riding bareback with mimosas around the neighborhood. The first day he was initiated riding bareback, so he's a good bareback rider. There you go. Well, that's so, great. That's what she but, said. But the um, by you know, the way, Wendy doesn't need a holiday. <laughs> Wendy doesn't need a holiday. We went down and spent the weekend with her about two weeks ago, and the drinking does start around eleven. It guess it's five somewhere because uh, that's right. It, the, no holiday needed. She's an international woman. If there's one Look, group that knows how to lives in Sarasota, okay, so it's five o'clock somewhere in Sarasota every day. <laughs> if if there's one group that drinks more than uh, dressage riders, it's the drivers. <laughs> they actually take breaks in the middle of competition to drink. It's it's required. It's, e- it's easier to carry a cooler on a wagon than it is That's on the back true. of a horse. Yeah, you got you got space for a six pack. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of drinking, Reese, how are you? Oh gosh, you bring it up. No, <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> so what about Hanging you out. on the holiday? You have a you have a family right there in town, so I know you get together with family. Yeah, I do. And you know what? We make sure the horses get fed and then we kind of do our, our normal thing. And then um, I, I usually feed Christmas evening. So and then we head over to my mom. So typically by the time we see my husband's family and then get get back and then I feed, there's kind of no riding time. But there's lots of treats for sure. Pets. And Philip, is there uh, is there snow up there on the ground? Uh, actually, no, not yet. Really? We we did. I mean, it has snowed, but it's not. It didn't stick around. So, uh, so we haven't got the Christmas feeling yet, but I'm sure it's coming very soon. Yeah, that was one thing about Canada. You know, it's coming soon. Always yeah, it's soon. it's always coming soon. It doesn't matter if it's in the beginning of August. It's always coming. <laughs> I was just soon. thinking that. It doesn't matter if it's June. It's coming soon. We never get to pack away any of our any of our warm clothing or anything. It stays out all year. So, so do you guys fine. do the horse thing in Canada on Christmas Day? Um, almost always, except for probably this year. I, I like to go up to the barn and, and see the horses, give some treats. Mm-hmm. Not any serious riding, but I think we're going to go and, uh, and visit, visit family. So uh, that's not going to be this year. Somebody else will have to do it for me. Philip what part is- of Canada are you in? I'm close to Toronto, and so oh, okay. right, right in the middle. And uh, Philip is our, our most recently engaged host. Here. Yeah, that was my big thing this year. Yeah, pretty yeah. exciting. So... You know, I thought I would be able to just, you know, get the ring, get engaged, and then just sit back for a while. But uh, it turns ah. out there's a, there's a lot of planning involved. <laughs> Ladies, I've been telling him this the whole time, and he didn't, he didn't listen to me. But I've been telling him I was him like, this. nobody needs my input or, or what, but um, it's actually uh-huh. been pretty busy. So, uh, yeah, it's not as fun as I thought. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, that's Told cool. Told you so. Bye. Yes, downhill from here. <laughs> yes. yeah, cool. from there. Yeah, I thought I had to make my last decision, and that would be it. But uh, it turns out there's more and more and more. You, 
Let's take a break here. We're going to be right back with the question. I'm going to ask all the hosts. You can think about it over the break. What's your most memorable episode from this year on your respective shows? So we'll be right back. Hey, folks. Coach Jen here from the Horse Tip Daily Show. All of us as horsemen mull over our horse's nutrition and stress out over their stress level and fret about their fitness. But when is the last time you puzzled over your horse's lounging and sleeping comfort? Research has shown us over and over that quantity as well as quality of rest and sleep are crucial for top athletic performance as well as overall well-being. Enter Stable Comfort by Promat. Stable Comfort mimics the characteristics of natural pasture, providing a safe, clean, and comfortable surface for your horse. Its wall-to-wall waterproof design gives your horse confidence to walk, lie down, and get back up without fear of slipping. And as a bonus, less bedding is required and results in fewer labor hours to clean stalls. Head on over to StableComfort.com and find out why champions like Nick Skelton, Mary King, and Chris Cox use Stable Comfort by Promat Systems for their equine athletes. Everybody, this is uh, Chris Duggan at Equestrian Collections, and I'd just like to take a brief, brief moment of your time to wish you all a super Merry Christmas this year um, from uh, me um, and also from all of our staff here who are still being very, very busy Christmas elves um, today. But by the time you're listening to this, hopefully, um, we'll all be uh, uh, back at home with our feet up and uh, returning to doing some packing, which after the thousands and thousands of boxes packed, um, maybe we won't do the Christmas wrapping, but um, I just wanted to stop a moment and thank you all very, very much um, for uh, buying from us, for being our customers, um, also listening to um, some of the uh, episodes that we've done with Glenn um, on, on products. Um, so I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. We're back here at with on the Horse Radio Network with the All Hosts Holiday episode that we do every year for Christmas week. And I want to ask everybody, what's your most memorable episode from this year? Let's mix it up a little. Let's start with Samantha. You did some traveling this year. You were in England, <laughs> and you were all over the place this year. But what was your most memorable episode that, with the eventing radio show? Glenn, I was so embarrassed. I can't. Honestly, I have the worst memory. And... <laughs> <laughs> you've got me in a really bad week and a really bad day actually I love all the episodes I do and all the people I speak to are wonderful and I'm not just blowing you off but um honestly I just recorded this week's tonight and um that's I, I can't I can't really remember any of them except for the last one I did so I'd have to say this week's with Doug Payne um, who's always fantastic and he co-hosted with me and we talked to Eventing Nation John who wrapped up the convention for us and um, honestly every every show I do is great I mean not it's, I don't mean it like that every show I do is great but I mean I, I enjoy every single one and all the guests I mean I couldn't pick out one single one um, it's it's really fun everything everyone is different and every guest is is super and I, I honestly couldn't single out one 
All right. Very good. Uh, Jennifer, do you have one from this I, year? I do for Horse Tip Daily. That's tough because they happen so often and it's such a wide variety of, of guests. But um, two of the tips that I did this year with Darlie Newman from Equitrekking, uh, one was on ranch vacations, dude ranch style, and the other was uh, riding in national parks, both of which are on my bucket list. So those two kind of stood out for me in the Horse Tip Daily. And she's a lot of fun. She's a terrific guest. And uh, how about uh, Reese? You're you're early into this, but uh, you've done enough episodes to maybe have a favorite by now. Yeah, honestly, my favorite episode, I was so nervous because it was very early on. We we took over the show, I think, in June, and we interviewed the U.S. team right before they went to London, and wow. they were great. They were so fun. We had um, Stefan and Tina and Jan and Adrian, and they were on different shows, but they were great. I really, really enjoyed those shows, so I uh, got over the nerves, and, and they were fun, so that, that would have been, been my favorite for the year. And they started off with a bang, too, because that was soon right after you took over the dressage radio show that you had all those big names on. And uh, it was very soon after you started. So it's nothing like you guys starting out with a bang there. Yeah, that was a, that was a great show. But they were all so good. You know, you get the experienced guests. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. it's nice to have guests that say more than yes or no, huh, Alan? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Alan can make anything work, Glenn. <laughs> he does. He does. That's why I picked him out on that one, because you guys on The Western Show, you have had some guests, I will say, in the past that have been very yes or no, not offering much, and Alan just has this art of pulling it out of them. I deal with cowboys every weekend, so I see, yep, yep. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that horse. He was a nice and yep. <laughs> you know, it's, you just got to get into some things to kind of open them up a little bit. Ask, ask them some about steak. Yeah, it starts about food. You do do that a lot. I noticed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> On our show? No. Now, Philip, yeah, I assume that was also your favorite. Show. Before we go away from dressage, I assume that those shows were your favorite, also, or? Um, yeah, they were my favorite shows. I think probably my most memorable show was probably what was it one or two episodes before that when I started, and I just thought like. How am I going to do this? What am I, you know, what has Reese got me into again? Um, <laughs> you know, for her to call me up and say, how about you give this a try? I was like, I'm going to be terrible. And I think that I pretty much was. So, you know, that was pretty memorable. But uh, we got over it. a little rough in the beginning. Yeah, it was so rough in the beginning. But we got over it. And, uh, and then that, yeah, the show with the Olympians was, uh, was great fun. We, we had a great conversation with all of them. So it was good. Very good. Did Canada have an Olympic equestrian team? Of course. What oh, are you okay. kidding? Don't don't we usually win the rain in two? Or that's just Burn. never mind. Alan, what what about you this year? You, you you know you did a lot. You interviewed a lot of guests this year. It might have been that one show that we talked about food. <laughs> that comes up on every show somehow or another. I don't know. I don't know. I guess if you look back on the year, we've had a lot of great ones on this year. Episode 91, Stacey Westfall. One of the ones that was really special to me was uh, episode 95 where we had little Emily Eford, a uh, young lady from over in Texas that I watched grow up on the back of several great barrel horses and came up through the W. Perry Junior ranks. And, uh, and right after stepping out of the juniors, uh, she won and is the current rookie of the year of the WPRA. Uh, and the NFR, as we record this, uh, the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo is going on right now. And, uh, and a couple of nights ago there into Thomas and Mac in front of 
some 18, 20,000 people. She was crowned as the rookie of the year in that. And that was just kind of special to me. But I think 121 uh, was probably, to me, my favorite show in the year because we talked to Tom Perini of the Perini Ranch uh, there in uh, Buffalo Gap, Texas. And it's the Perini Ranch Steakhouse, by the way. And uh, it's because he served many presidents. He served uh, Vladimir Putin, Jing uh, uh, Jemin of China. And uh, it's just cool that, uh, and I, I've eaten there before, and it's uh, it's really delicious steak, really delicious food, and uh, I I enjoyed that show the best of all so far this year. You and I'm a Tammy food guy. hold the record for the only ones on the Horse Radio Network to do an entire show about steak. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I found that guest just for Ellen. I didn't tell him I was. I actually got online, and I'm like cowboy cooking Western food, and this guy pops up with this book and I'm like I really recognize that book I'm going to get him on the show just for Alan <laughs> it was a good yeah. show too I enjoyed it that was that's, that's how, I mean that's how I book my rodeos that I announce wherever I go if they don't have a good place to eat I don't go back <laughs> I mean it's, it's it's all about the food Tammy what about you um I you know I, I've enjoyed a lot of shows and I I think the one that really kind of sat with me for a long time was a recent show we did with uh, Barbara uh, Schulte. She came on and talked about um, the psychology of winning. And I think I I enjoyed that show so much. Uh, I hate to say it, Glenn, but almost for selfish reasons because it made me think about why I want to win. And that was kind of the psychology behind being competitive and who you are. And I kind of got off that show and, and just thought about it for for a long time and that run really made me look at myself and mm-hmm. kind of list the reasons why I want to win and this year I've kind of really kind of had to look at, at the sport and myself and my attitude and try and be you know try and be uh cool through all the life's ups and downs this year and that show really um is probably the show that stuck with me the longest and really made me think Barbara is such an amazing lady and you, you won't meet a sweeter person than her so um that's probably my favorite show. Well, let me uh, not let, let me not fail to mention that uh, somebody else got engaged this year. Tammy. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, and now Didn't like see that coming, did you? <laughs> I was kind of being quiet the first time round. <laughs> You didn't think you were going to get off that easy, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I was kind of quiet about it for the longest time. But, um, you know, and then this this head injury has been such a spanner in the works because you think, oh, you want to look so pretty and you want to get the perfect dress. And now I'm going in for surgery um, in January on my head. I'm going to shave a bunch of my hair off and I sit around the house and get fat all year. So it's kind of not what I had in mind for my <laughs> For planning anything like that, Glenn. <laughs> you know Hopefully what? But the hair will grow back. I know him a little bit just because of you, and uh, you know I've talked to him before, and he doesn't care. So you found a good guy. You when did. they say in sickness and in health, that normally happens after the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, how about you this year? We had some fun shows over at the driving radio show. Well, Glenn, my most favorite episode this year was our most recent with Barry Dickinson. Yes. About the sleigh bells. I just edited it. <laughs> I, mean, I talk to Barry like at least once a week because I just love talking to him. And um, 
he is just a wealth of knowledge. And in our driving world, there's like competitive driving that's one side. But then a lot of driving is traditional. And that art is kind of lost because people don't write about the art of driving anymore. So this is all passed down by like verbal tradition. And Barry is like our last, you know, um, hope for that. And I just like anytime I have a turnout question or anything about history, tradition, I ask Barry. And he knows how people lived and what their lives were like in like 1890, you know, and this our last episode with Barry and the sleigh bells. You know, I only thought they were just like jingly sleigh bells, but they have like meanings to different things, and it's about your community, and it just opened up a whole another aspect of sleigh bells and driving and community for me that I never even considered. And I, I love that about our shows that you kind of go in thinking we're talking about sleigh bells, and then you talk about something that's so completely different. I, I enjoyed that one, too, and you can find that one at, at the Driving Radio Show website. And he actually had a bunch of different sleigh bells there that he played for us to show us the differences. And, and it was very interesting to hear about the 1800s and how they were used and why. It was very Barry's interesting. Barry's a time traveler. He is a time traveler. <laughs> yeah. And when you listen to him, you would guess that, too. <laughs> um, Especially like the, how the sleigh bells, like, he, you can't, he said it's silent. You can't hear anything when they're snowing. Right. And then... <laughs> You hear the bells, and you know that family has those bells, so you know who's coming down the road. Yes. And, and I think that's something that we've lost in our modern-day society, but it's so important to feel a sense of your community. And I really love that. Jamie, how about you on Horses in the Morning? Wow. Um, you know, We had a I, lot of episodes every day. <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of episodes, but i, I got to say, it was just a couple weeks ago that we talked to the – you know, but remember, Helena, uh, you and I did the episodes. Excuse me. Brett. Sorry. What was his favorite episode? Yeah. <laughs> he was with us for most of them. I think he disagrees with you on that one. <laughs> Just make him a host already. Butter guinea pig. <laughs> Uh, uh, so <laughs> she has him under a pillow. <laughs> Smother the puppy. <laughs> what is she doing? I don't know. <laughs> but back to this before I was rudely interrupted by my dog. Um, so uh, remember, uh, Helena and I did an episode that we did with Madeline Pickens, and it was kind of a two-part episode, and it was just so inspiring to talk to a woman that was so passionate about the plight of the Mustangs and so empowered. Well, we got to talk to another woman who was kind of doing the same thing. Uh, her name is Ellie Phipps Price, and she owns Dunstan Winery, uh, and she created because she heard of a, a 170 Mustangs that had left their reservation and were captured and were being auctioned off. And this is not a BLM auction. This is these horses are going to Mexico kind of auction. And she shows up and bought every single one of them and created the Montgomery Creek Ranch Mustang Sanctuary in like maybe like Northern California area and just is the most incredible positive woman and was that was I think that was my favorite episode it was on um Feb, uh, November 12th so, so just if you want to get inspired by a woman that is the episode to listen to and I love awesome women that are just making stuff happen you know and as a side note she makes really terrific wine too I just you know 
she did send it to me, and I have to That's wait. Probably what made her buy all those horses? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Too much wine. But she, she's just awesome, and, and it was a really fun episode to talk to her. Helena B of Stable Scoop. Well, I have like three favorite episodes, but parts of each. So I think of course my favorite. <laughs> I know I'm never simple. That's why he left me for last. The the my favorite episode, like my favorite. Okay, learning wise, something that I learned was um, when we talked to Karen Chatton. She was the endurance rider, and um, I think we called it the long and shiny. <laughs> the the episode title was the long and shiny, and so I we really got an in depth look at the partnership between. Um, horse and rider and competitive endurance riding and I just and, and Arabs and how well suited they are for that discipline so I think I learned a whole lot from that and came away with a greater appreciation for that particular discipline um, one that really surprised me that I, I didn't think I would like as much as I did was the interview with Josh Lyons I, I mean to be honest with you I kind of thought maybe he would be sort of riding on his dad's coattails but um, I was really impressed with his training philosophy, how articulate he was, how down to earth he was, how warm. Um, I thought so. So that was kind of like the biggest surprise. But then my favorite all time segment <laughs> was when we learned about. Um, remember when <laughs> Adventures with Sissy and her her dog got out oh, and ate yes. the wedding cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This. <laughs> This person's dog actually got out of the yard, went to a neighboring park where they were. It's a retired foxhound, though. It's oh, a retired right. fox. Two retired fox. No, no, a retired foxhound and a and an retriever? aged an aged Labrador oh, retriever. Labrador. She, they broke out of the yard. They went to a neighboring park where they were having a wedding, and uh, the wedding party had not arrived at the tent yet, right where the reception was. That's right. That's right. No they way. Said, yes, they did. <laughs> well, they did not. They did so. When they found that, the dogs, the cake was half gone. That's awesome. Well, she was out hunting. She was out hunting and got a call from like a ranger or the state park police or something. And now she lives in the park. There's, a, there's this beautiful old house and it, it's in the park. And they also, we hunt through the park. And then there's, um, there are a couple of buildings that they, they actually use for weddings and stuff like that. So, so the hunt's out there. They're riding through. This wedding is getting set up. The hounds are supposed yeah. to be safely... Welcome, Bridezilla. <laughs> See what you have to look forward to, Tammy and Philip. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Note to self, That'd not be a have wedding receptions receptions outside in the park without somebody guarding the cake. That's the rule of thumb there. Oh, man. She's playing guns at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie's probably going to be in your wedding. <laughs> That's She's true. a flower girl. That's true. <clears throat> she can carry the rings up. <laughs> I think, you know, with mine, I think uh, I have so many with so many different shows. It was tough uh, to pick this. However, I, I did, wedding, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I did one this year that that was kind of serious that ended up being my favorite because I spent a lot of time on it. We got a lot of input uh, through voicemails and things from listeners, and that was the 9-11 tribute that, we, that I put together this year. It took me, you know, a couple days to put that together and really make it as special as I wanted it to be. And we had a lot of contributions about what 9-11 meant from, 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 from hosts and from listeners that called in. 
and I just think that that was the one that uh, really stood out because I was really proud of it, and I've never cried so much doing an episode in my life. Uh, That one was one of the toughest things I've probably done, but I I I was proud of how it came out, and it seemed like uh, people did enjoy it. So I think that was a great show. Yeah, that was one of my uh, favorites, and I think that will be replayed every year. Well, let's take a break here. We're going to be right back after this word. One of the things we count on here is our sponsors, so we thank all of our sponsors for being part of the show. We're going to be back. Okay, hosts, I want you to think about the following question. The most memorable thing you did this year personally? That's uh, personally not necessarily related to the shows. We'll be right back. Fleeceworks manufactures pure Australian merino sheepskin and merino wool saddle pads and accessories. Their pads produce a vital thermal balancing layer to pull excess moisture and heat away from the horse's back, allowing muscles to work at maximum capacity without overheating. Fleeceworks Australian merino wool is breathable and hydrophilic, able to hold and store 35% of its own weight in liquid. A longtime staple of the medical field, Australian merino fibers have no equal when it comes to delivering a temperature-controlled, pressure-absorbing layer. The Fleeceworks philosophy, minimum bulk, maximum performance, and they have a variety of anatomically correct pads incorporating technologies and designs that address the individual needs of every horse and rider. Ask for Fleeceworks saddle pads and accessories by name at your local tack and feed store or visit them online at fleeceworks.com. Well, we're back here at the All Hosts episode on this holiday Christmas week. And uh, I wanted to ask everybody, we'd like to learn a little bit about you personally as well. What was the most memorable thing you did this year personally? Let's start in Canada with Philip. Well, I think we're going to just have to go right back to uh, to the proposal. I mean, it's uh, something that took a long time thinking about. We had been dating for... I think about six years now, something like that, and uh, I didn't know that I'd ever be, ever be doing that or, or get myself in that situation. So I'm really lucky, and uh, I'm glad that uh, that this is the year that uh, we did it, and we're going to get married next year. So that'll be I'll have my next year's answer already ready. How did you propose? How did you propose? Did you do it the old-fashioned way, down on a knee in a restaurant or something, or did you take her to a a ball game and buy time on the big screen or? <laughs> Uh, we did a private, I mean, we were kind of private people, so I, I did do it down on one knee, traditional traditional way. I mean, I talked to her dad and everything about it, cool. and uh, we just, you know, got together as a kind of a special evening, and uh, and I proposed to her, and uh, I thought I, I thought I did a pretty good job, and she said yes, so I think it worked out okay. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered about that other deal, like at the ball game, when they put it on the big screen and stuff, they have the cameras on, what if she says no? Yeah, well, <laughs> I thought I saw one. I think I saw one this year where the guy happens. had done that, and the girl was gone in the bathroom or to get a hot dog or something. And I think he paid all kinds of money to get it, and then she missed the thing altogether. Yeah, and they had to redo it or something. I don't know. So I think it's going out. It's going out on a limb. That's her that story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, congratulations. Is she a rider, Philip? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had her on the show. Well, yeah. Which episode was that? So, Very good. Is that where it started? That's where it started. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's really fun and, uh, and a great rider. And uh, we share lots of riding experiences together. So it's fun. Look how romantic the dressage riders are. Aw, <laughs> <Philip. laughs> Reese, how about you? 
Oh gosh, I, that that's a hard one. We, you know, here at the barn, this was my kind of first year where we, I had to get used to taking a herd to the horse show. I mean, literally, I, there was a lot of times where I took a lot of horses to horse shows, and that was my first kind of big year that this that my farm was open and that I would take mass quantities to the horse show. But we really did. We had a great year, and um, uh, I coached the Young Rider Finals for the first time. That was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, just just. Just busy. It was kind of constantly busy around here, and that was a good thing. So we had a really good time, and uh, next year I think the herd has grown even more. So <laughs> gone are the days of the Quiet Horse Show. Well, thanks, Reese. How about, uh, Jamie, I'm going to go to you next. And uh, Can I make a guess at what yours is other than the baby? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I, I, we'll, we'll exclude the baby here. And yeah, I gotta that's think, so obvious. I gotta what, think this it, show was not my first pick, actually. <laughs> That's awful. Huh. Somebody, else, somebody else's baby, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, your yours has to be a little trip you took. Well, you know, I was trying to think of of, uh, of an answer, and I'm supposed to say the the whole getting pregnant thing, but you know, whatever that 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 that's not. I don't count that one. So uh, then I was thinking, okay, I got to go to Spain, which was absolutely amazing, a lifetime dream to get to go to Spain and ride Andalusians and you know, in the south of wow. Spain, it was so amazing. That was way um, than getting knocked off, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> I, the, the, you know that thing took two minutes this trip is two weeks <laughs> i know i followed you every day that you wait a minute the- hold it hold it hold it chad's That's gonna be cool. very excited that you said two minutes he's just gonna love that <laughs> we he doesn't well, he flies to- jets good lord it doesn't take long to do that they go fast <laughs> uh but i you know what i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the answer of for about 16 years, I've been eventing, and only once have I ever gotten to get a horse all the way to training level, keeping it sound and sane and healthy. And for the first time since I was 19 years old, I was able to take a horse from zero, from scratch, like from less than zero. My rescue thoroughbred, who was starvation, I got from the sheriff's department after he was confiscated. And in the past year and a half, we have evented, and I finally went training level this year and I on my third one I finally went clean and I finished in seventh place in Southern California and yeah, thank you it was it was something I've been working towards for so long I've had two horses in the past that I've gotten so close and and just weren't able to keep sound to do it so this horse is a you know he's become he's part of the family now and he's definitely jet he's just He's part of my heart, and it's just we got to spend such an awesome year together. So I picked the one that took the longest. <laughs> How's that? There you go. And oh. we're going to pre- go prelim next year. I'll have that answer. We went prelim. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and she was getting tired of buying CO2 cartridges for her air vest. Um, that was the other. <laughs> <laughs> Helena B. Well, I think. Um, Geez, I've had a lot of stuff go down in 2012, but probably the best is uh, dropping 25 pounds off my little body. Really? Oh, you're disgusting. Yeah, wow. you heard him, you hear, she's here to depress the rest of us. Yeah, you didn't hear anybody cheering on that one, did you? Yeah. <laughs> so That's now awesome, she's in the barnyard on Christmas Day in baggy pajamas. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, I had um, I had a conversation with my knee surgeon in August, and basically the conversation went like this. 
Well, the screw in your knee is irritating it. And anytime you use your lateral lateral aids, it's going to hurt. So we can go back in and take it out or you can live with it or you can strengthen the leg up and see if it gets any better. So me being the overachieving freak that I am, hit the gym and just started pounding the, the leg presses. And then next thing I know, you know, three pounds here, five pounds there. And then 25 pounds later, I just got into this groove and it's made such a big difference in my overall well-being, just eating right and being fit and rediscovering who I am. And, and I've always been an athlete. And you sometimes I think when life catches up with you, you forget who you are. You forget the core of who you are. And then these little accidents happen. They're happy accidents. And so it's sort of like the silver lining on that whole knee thing that happened last year. Well, uh, the the Helena B. diet book is going to be available in January. <laughs> no diet book. No, because site, you know what? You would like to buy no, it. no, because my diet includes Swedish fish for breakfast and oh, beef jerky on the way home from the gym. <laughs> now that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you lost twenty five pounds. People would be thrilled with this diet. That is they would. You're going to make a million bucks. <laughs> what is the all beef jerky, jerky diet? Swedish fish. <laughs> Samantha. What is not you? Oh, God, I'm such a flake today. The same sort of thing, I think. I mean, nothing. Now, wait a minute. You no. were in London for the Olympics. That has to be high. Oh, my God. That was, yeah, but yeah, that was great. And it was wonderful being in England during that time because there was one that, you know, the energy was amazing and it was exciting. But I didn't actually go to the Olympics, which I regret. And I should have taken my kids to something I, we should have you know got tickets and just gone to something or even just I don't know my my cousins went they um, did the lottery and got tickets to Roman Greco wrestling <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> I was like why on earth would you go to that I mean they're like we don't care it's the Olympics it's a once in a lifetime thing and I sort of wish I'd done that and said you're right you know we'll remember it for the rest of our lives but I didn't but I did get to watch everything on on telly and I, I did see every single horse and you know warm up and um I mean, that was, that was terrific. I did enjoy that. So, but I think mostly I'm just learning finally to enjoy everything, to try and be slightly calm about things. Like with my children, I'm trying to set a good example, not get too high, too low and, uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm working hard, being busy like Reese and loving it. And um, it's just, you know, everything is good. It's all good. Very good. Thank you, Samantha. Who haven't I gone to yet? Who did I miss here? Alan and Tammy. Alan and Tammy. Who wants to start? Go ahead, Alan. You might want to tell them it's your supper or your <laughs> lunch you had. Or <laughs> I was just trying to think of some good places I ate this year, but I was, it's not... <laughs> well, it just might have been about who I eat with, but I guess uh, I don't know. the 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 most memorable part of this year was, uh, I guess, where the the best part of the, my life got to spend the uh, summer with me this year. My wife, uh, for the first time in a long time. Uh, as the kids were growing up, uh, when they were in grade school and middle school and stuff like that, as soon as they got out of school and my, my wife, Angie's a school teacher, uh, they, after they got out, we load up and we was on the road five, six, seven weeks, uh, going to rodeos from here to California and, you know, getting back just in time for them to go to school. Well, the kids got involved with some other stuff and, uh, my wife went on to, uh, 
a graduate school to get her master's and switch jobs, and she's now in the library. But this was the first summer in probably 10 years that she was able to just load up with me and take her horses and go to the rodeos. We was on the road five weeks, and uh, two of those weeks we spent in Mesquite, Mesquite, Texas, where my oldest son Jacob works and runs that arena, uh, working those rodeos. And so I guess uh, uh, to me that was the most memorable part of this year was uh, being able to spend time with, with family like that when, uh, when you're doing what you like to do in rodeo. It's sad to see him grow up and leave, and it, you're glad to see him grow up and leave, both, huh, Alan? Oh, exactly right. And uh, it's like my youngest son, Will, is now, uh, uh, he's on a full-ride academic scholarship to Auburn University. He wants to go to vet school. And uh, one day, a couple of months ago, he had come home, and I was, you know, driving around, and I found this this big uh, this big old uh, uh, automobile dealership, car dealership, truck dealership that was empty. And I said, man, that'd make a great little, uh, uh, I say little, I said, that'd make a great place to have a, a veterinary hospital or whatnot. He says, Dad, I ain't coming back home. I'm going to Texas. I said, God, I, I thought I was going to get my horses worked on. And... <laughs> Never works that but, way. Yeah, but good for him. Timmy. Glenn. Ah, oh, that's a tough question. And it's so personal, Glenn. I Thanks. guess. Well, I what, think Ellen? Yeah, and why about isn't them, Glenn right? answering any of these questions? Well, I, I should answer the last one. I'll answer this one. No, well, I've kind of already talked about it. You know, we're all so horsey, and that's what we live and we do every single day. And you just don't imagine your world without it. And then when you're suddenly faced with a world without it, it makes you look at yourself again and who you are. And, and I just used to think that if I didn't kick all the other girls' butts, you know, at the local competition or let them win that buckle or didn't go to that, the world would stop. And the world doesn't stop, you know. It keeps turning and it keeps going. And you've just got to live your life the best you can. So, you know, I've I've put a lot of time into uh, my nonprofit that I – um do I've managed to keep that going all year, and those girls have been great uh, for me to focus on. But yeah, I've I've really just been challenged personally, Glenn, and you know, you kind of uh, you kind of have to create a life again for yourself, and you kind of have to say who I am. It does not uh, depend on what ribbon I got at the last or what buckle I got at the last competition. And that's been very hard for me this year. So I would say uh, this year has really challenged me to look at who I am and what I believe in. And and in the same time, it's been pretty exciting because when you hinge your whole life on that last competition, it's a roller coaster ride. And when you learn to create a life that's not based on that, there's a lot, there's a lot of joy in that too. So I wouldn't say it's been all bad, you know, but it's, it's been a challenge. That's for sure. <laughs> Sounds like we have a lot of hosts that are doing a lot of leveling out this year. Um, yeah. Take yeah. note of that, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get me to do that for 25 years. Wendy, how about you? Um, I would say I'm in the same boat as Tammy. Is uh, I, you know, I lost my father in 2009, and then I kind of reorganized my life. And I, I this year I sent my horses away to the trainers, and I did. Uh, I spent a lot more time with my family this summer, and um, I was just really happy that I had that time because I was always, you know, kind of going, going nonstop, and putting together a four in hand is like a full time job. Um, so I was really happy that I had people that I trusted to take care of my horses and had the time to spend with my family and, um, did that. And, 
you know, now I'm, I'm really happy in the way my life's going and I still have competitive goals, but I have kind of a different spin on things and yeah. I'm really happy with my personal life. Um, and I think my horses benefit from it because I'm a much more happy, stable person. Well, uh, I, I would say Jennifer, what's yours? And then uh, mine was, and you only found out about this about two weeks ago. Uh oh, <laughs> I'm scared now. Oh, can, it's good no, we're recording I, this. I can edit it out. You may or may not have been in the room when I told you. Um, I, She's I, pregnant too. No, pregnant. Well, that would be a miracle, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> um, I signed up for my very first college course ever. That's true. Oh yes, I did. Oh my god. It's true. yeah. <laughs> what is it? Um, Sound design for, you know, running soundboards. You'll be just fine because you know what happened to me? I came over here and got some extra college classes to do. And one of my first ones was American history, part two. And I'm like, y'all don't understand. I (laughs) don't have any American history, yet alone part two. (laughs) And I got through it just fine. So if this Australian can get through part two of American history... You can you can do whatever you want. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. I was I was not a I was not a stellar student, so uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it may next year on the All Host Show. It may be what was the worst thing you did in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> when you go back to school, it's that much better. You're like you know you're the geek in class that everybody hates because you're screwing up the curve. <laughs> Well, let's hope you screw up a curve. I here. hope so. <laughs> yeah, come on, wreck that curve for everybody else. <laughs> I think mine has to be the move to Florida. Uh, we've been, we've enjoyed it a whole lot since we've moved here. And actually, we moved here, and uh, Reese and Samantha ended up having one of the hottest years ever in Kentucky. They were much hotter than we were in Florida. <laughs> so so uh, we've we've had a terrific year. We live in an equestrian community, and it's it's a lot of fun. We live near. We actually had Thanksgiving with one of my relatives that lived a mile away, and that hasn't happened in twenty five years. So, it was. Uh, it, it, and it's nice to see my wife get to ride her horse out the backyard, out the back door, into seventeen miles of trails, and she has never been as happy as when she can trail ride right out the back door. So I think the move to Florida has has been wonderful, and and uh, we've been able to do a lot of things in Florida that we wouldn't have been able to do before. So I do miss Samantha and Reese up there and all our friends in Lexington. We do we, miss you. Well, we you also, just miss drinking with them. <laughs> we, we also, we, Have we, you go to Florida, Glenn and Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> we do get to see Wendy a lot more, that's for sure. When but, you need beach time, you can always come to Sarasota. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all. We've run out of time. It's uh, We're actually an hour into this show. We just want to thank our listeners. We have some ter- terrific listeners from around the world that join some. us. We have some, not- a few. We have <laughs> a few. Yep. They're not all terrific, just some of them. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> they join us every week or every day, as the case may be, from around the world. And we really appreciate you listening. We appreciate you joining us on this holiday week. Uh, you can. We also, you know, we wish you a very happy holiday, no matter how you celebrate it. Uh, it is Christmas week here, so we, you know, we wish everybody a merry Christmas and happy holidays and a happy New Year for all of you uh, coming up here in the next week. Uh, you can follow all of the different shows with all these different hosts on Facebook. You can find them all at horseradionetwork.com, and we're also on Twitter at Horse Radio. I want to thank all of the hosts, too, for another terrific year of programming. As I said, we've interviewed over 3,000 guests. 
um, it's it's been a uh, it's it's been a good time along the way, and and I want to thank all of you for the hard work that you put in, and and uh, I wish you a very happy 2013, and hopefully next year when I ask the question, what's your most memorable thing you did this year personally, that you have a bunch of really cool ones. So uh, everybody say happy or Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let your heart be light From now on Our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Yeah.
Snow.